0: Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today, I'm joined by Muhammad Seymour graduate Cole Barnhart, who is the founder and CEO of Barn and Muhammad, formerly known as FitTech. Um, Cole, congratulations. Thank you, Fred. So you took over in, in February there uh, on, on, on East Oak Street. <clears throat> Tell me how this process came about. How, how did you get into being the owner and, and manager of what used to be known as FitTech and now is Barbell Barn?
1: right so um i guess it all kind of started off just a few months before it was mid-august i got done um with my paramedic stuff up in bloomington so i got i graduated and i got certified and all that kind of stuff and i came back home and um you know i had heard rumors that lynn had been trying to sell the place so i um started working here And it it kind of just popped up one day. She thought I might be interested and we started talking about it. And from then on, I discussed with some bankers. I was approved for a loan. Um, I got a quote and it all just kind of unfolded. Um, It it worked itself out really well. I got very, very lucky with... um, with my with my loans and my appraisals and my approvals and such and it just it just kind of came about on the financial side but it it really it really just it, it worked itself out over the course
0: of about six months so when you graduated from muhammad in 2019 what what did you kind of envision for your future at that time what did you see yourself doing um, in
1: 2019, when I graduated, I envisioned myself um, going uh, and becoming a paramedic as fast as I could and jumping onto a firehouse as fast as I could. Um, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I had the passion for at the time. And, um, <clears throat> you know, there was a lot of options for me, but I experienced that. I, I went through it. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. But my sights had all, they, they kind of changed as I came back. And it was a quick flip, but I enjoyed the change. You know, I was, I was welcoming and I wasn't trying to force myself into this change. It just kind of came about and it felt right. So I kind of just went with it.
0: So obviously when, when you took over, you, you wanted a different name for the business to let people know that, you know, it was no longer FitTech and under new management. How, how did you come up with Barbell Bar and it's your name? Yeah, so it's kind of a funny story.
1: Um, So my grandfather was a fitness freak back in the '80s. Uh, He loved it, and he built himself a little gym in his basement where he currently lives. And um, he called it the barn. And we worked. We would always work out there. I would always work out with my buddies and all that kind of stuff back in high school, and it was a great time. Um, But. You know, I kind of I pulled that name, the barn, from that, and it it kind of just it sounded good. One, of, uh, I was riding in the car with one of my friends, and and he was like, "What about what about Barbell Barn?" And I was like, "You know what?" I was like, "That sounds pretty good." So I wrote it down, and I had a bunch of other names on that list, and I eventually narrowed it down to the Barbell Barn. It it, it rolled off the tongue, good.
0: It sure, it sure does. Right. So- what, what does fitness and, and lifting mean to you? How, how has it been a prominent part of your life growing up?
1: Yeah, so I started lifting um, pretty regularly when I was in eighth grade. So I was about 13 years old at the time. Um, I fell in love with it. I started training here in Muhammad at No Limit Fitness. Um, Adam Kessler owns that gym, and he was a bit of a mentor for me. He guided me through him and um, his other trainer, his name's Ellen Ort. They both guided me through the process of not only the health aspect of it and the fitness aspect of it, but the community that also brings. There's not much like the camaraderie that you see in a gym. It's it's unmatched. The people that are here, were all here for one real big reason. And you can see that in everybody, you know, everybody's trying to help everybody. There's no, there's not a lot of negativity here. It's majority is positive. And if there is negativity, there's there's usually a quick solution to it. And you have to talk to about three or four people and bam, you have a solution that turns positive. That's what kind of grabbed me is the community aspect of it. I like to see people be happy. And this is one of the places that they're happy. So that's that's kind of what that, that's what it means to me.
0: So since you took over the, the Barbell Bar, has there been many opportunities for you to work out and lift, or do you find yourself too busy that uh, you don't get that chance much? Yeah, again, another funny story. Um,
1: uh, I do and I don't. Um, you know, it does get busy, and people love to talk, and so do I. So um, interruptions when I try to work out always happens. and. That's, that's fine, that's how it is. Uh, but I actually, I started in the beginning about three or four months, I was working out at a different gym over in Monticello. It's uh, it's owned by Kirby Medical Center. They have a CrossFit gym there. And um, I was working out there for a little bit and uh, the drive ended up being too long, but it was a good time. It was a little bit of an escape. I enjoyed it, but you know, I came back here, but it, it's, it works out good. You know, I can plug in my headphones and people will leave me alone if they need to.
0: <laughs> so as as you were growing up, what what clicked with you as far as the, the weight training and, and weightlifting? Was there kind of a moment in, in high school that you really, you know, it really just all came together and, and you felt like that was something you were passionate about?
1: Um, I don't think I can pinpoint a moment by any means. It was really just a I don't. I don't think I have have those moments. I think it takes time for me. Um, I don't. I'm not a quick uh, thinker by any means. If that makes sense, I like to process what I'm doing. I like to take the time to think about what I'm doing, and um, that's what it really was. It was such a long time over the course of almost. I mean, it's almost been. It's almost been eight years now that I've been lifting out, lift working out. And, you know, that I think that's what really did it. It was the time that I spent doing it. That's what really built up. It was just a continual build of the feelings of what we were doing that really.
0: So you, you took over the business in february kind of walk me through the process what were some of the, the first things that you did and, and what were some of the steps that you had to, to really get things settled in yeah so
1: um really the the first real big things that we did we had to advertise a little bit you know as always but i tried to connect with as many people as i could um, i tried to remember as many faces and names as i could um, that's again what my main drive is here is i want the community to be nice and tight uh, so if I'm not doing that, then I can't expect everybody else to do it. Uh, so that's, that was my biggest thing when I came in here, I wanted to get to know everybody. I didn't want to know just what you were doing that day or what body part you were working on. I wanted to know about your family, where you lived, what's going on in your personal life. If you want to tell me great, if you don't, that's okay too. I, I want to get to know these people. I want to be friends with these people so that was my biggest thing other than that i wanted to introduce a little bit more equipment um i made some purchases i got some equipment new equipment in here which everybody seems to love but that was my biggest thing was getting to know everybody
0: did you have to to get rid of some equipment then or did you have enough space that you were able to add yeah we had we had enough
1: space i was able to add um i don't think i'm going to add any more for a while i'd have to get rid of some stuff but I don't, I don't think I'm going to get rid of anything. Lynn did a really good job at purchasing quality equipment and I'm very, very, very grateful for that.
0: How important was the time that you spent there working there under Lynn before you took over? Was that something that was really instrumental?
1: Yeah. Yes. It was very, very important. You know, I had never really been inside of the business aspect of gym before. Again, I had been working out for a very long time, but I had never seen the business side of it. So. I dove in head first and she taught me well, and just in the course of those few months, it was very, very crucial for me to learn from somebody who had been doing it as long as her. And I used other things like books and articles that I found on the web and I did the best as I could to
0: absorb as much information in a short amount of time as I can. What uh, What has been the toughest aspect thus far of, of being a business owner? Um,
1: you know what? It's uh, for me. It's trying to get my um, uh, the government websites to work for my taxes. It's a pain in my ass, and I apologize for my French. Jeez Louise, I can you know it's it's it, you'd think they'd make it a little bit easier on you if they want you to pay your taxes. I'd love to pay my taxes, but you know it's, <laughs> those websites are terrible. So that's that's been that's been the biggest thing for me is using those websites it's it's terrible i don't like it
0: <laughs> i get it i understand Right. what what, what all would you say you, you've learned from these first six months that uh, that you didn't know back in early february
1: um you'd have to give me a couple of days to write down all the things that i've learned in the first couple months of running this place um there's been a lot there's been there's been a lot. My brain has been very scattered. You know, I'm still, I'm still learning how to do all of this. And I don't think I can pinpoint one thing. It's, it's really been just the whole gym in itself. I, I, I'm i kind of just rolling with the punches right now. And I think that might make some people a little unsettled that I don't know exactly what I'm doing in terms of the business side here. But again, I am learning as I'm going, um, the fitness aspect and the training aspect, I've got that down, Pat. I've been doing that for a long time, and I understand how to train somebody. I know how the body works, um, but I think I'm just going to have to keep on rolling with it until until I'm just plugging and playing until I find what works. And I think the biggest thing for me that's helped me with that is I ask people what they want. I talk to them before I make those big decisions. Again, I'm not a pivotal moment person. I like to think about what I'm doing. I like to process it. So I take polls. I ask people, what do you think about this? I mean, I probably ask somebody what they think about this idea or that idea every single day. I like the feedback.
0: So you're, you're in your early 20s now. Is it in some ways kind of mind-boggling to, to be the owner and, and CEO of, of a business like that at, at that age or not?
1: Mm. No, it definitely, it definitely is. I guess um, it, it isn't as it, it isn't. Uh, I was, I never really, I don't really think of myself as some young 20 year old. You know, I, I felt like I had my, my sights set on what I wanted to do at a pretty young age. Um, I, I was a dual credit student at uh, in high school. I was going to Parkland as well. So I got that done. I had started my career already during high school. I got a head start. And so I kind of I I knew what I was doing. And I think that kind of played into this as well as I I know what I want to do. And I'm going to take my time doing it. I know it's not going to be a quick change.
0: Do you see yourself ever uh, going back and, and trying to become a paramedic or getting into to firefighting or, or is that going to be something in your past?
1: Um, I think it would be fun to. I I, I, I still have a passion for for helping. I, I I loved it. I liked being able to help people when they needed the help most. Um, luckily enough for me, the license lasts about two years before you have to renew. So I've got I've got about a year and a half before I have to renew it Um, but I think I'd be able I'd be open to looking at um, a volunteer program that's for sure. I don't think I'll ever do it full time but I would love to volunteer.
0: So you mentioned you you brought in some new equipment. What what are some other changes you've implemented since you took over there at the barbell barn?
1: Um, One big change that we were trying to do is I was trying to um, get more online Um, I was trying to get a gym management software put up in the gym Um, we were trying to do access on our phones and such and that was kind of put on the back burner I looked at what the values of the gym were and what I wanted to do with the gym and it seemed like the I needed to focus on the community more than the equipment that we were using. So I kind of put that on the back burner. We've been trying to focus more on the gym in its whole, its members, such things like that. Uh, One example being is we're throwing a uh, powerlifting competition. Um, It's actually next Saturday, so it's August 6th. So we've been planning that for a little bit. I'm super excited about that. Um, It should be a real good time. It'll be a good community builder, but
0: yeah. Talk a little bit about that powerlifting competition. Does a person have to be a member there to come and compete and all and uh, that involved? No, no, not at all.
1: So it's a complete, it's an open competition. So it's a squat bench deadlift. What we're doing is, um, there was a gym here in town by the name of pain and victory. Um, Josh cook was the owner and founder there. Um, and he passed away in february now i wasn't super close with josh but all of my buddies were they were his core group that kind of started that gym with him they were his members and um i'd worked out with him a few times And um, it kind of, it hit them really hard. And I saw myself in this position of being the owner of a gym and I thought I wanted to do something about it. So that is what we're doing. We're trying to raise $2,000 for the Cook family. That is our goal um, financially wise. But in terms of the competition, we're trying to honor Josh. That's what Josh liked to do. He liked to lift and he liked to coach. That's what we're, that's what we're going for. I want it to be a good time. I want it to be able, we want to be able to remember him for what he did. So that's, that's the whole point of the
0: competition that we're doing. Hey, Have you gotten good feedback at this point in terms of people that plan on uh, coming to compete?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, um, it's one of those things where he had a lot of following, so I didn't really expect anything less. I knew who his members were, I know how close he was with them. So I was, expecting nothing less than what we are getting now. Um, I know how tight his community was. I know how tight our community here at the gym is. And in Muhammad, um, in general, I talked to No Limit Fitness. I went and talked to Premier Fitness as well. And they were all ecstatic that we were doing something. Um, it's so easy to be able to just brush it off and say that you're going to be busy that weekend. But it seemed like when I, we needed somebody, when we asked it was just bam, 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 bam. Yes, yes, yes after yes. And it put a massive smile on my face because I feel like the world doesn't have enough of that anymore.
0: So it seems like almost every day in the news, I'm hearing about more COVID cases coming up. Are you concerned about you know, there might be some shutdowns in the future and, and, you know, more mass mandates and so on and so forth. Or are you just going to kind of cross that bridge when, when it happens?
1: Yeah, I think that's just what we're going to have to plan on. You know, I hope that doesn't happen, God forbid, but if it does, we're going to have to roll with the punches and, um, you know, luckily enough, uh, I wasn't the owner the time COVID ran through, but um, I have talked to Lynn about it and I know what she did and I know what a few other gyms here in town did. So, um, I'm going to try to take the best approaches I can to it. But again, I think we'll just cross that bridge when we get there.
0: Now you've mentioned some other gyms that are around uh, Mohammed area um, yeah. besides your own. Do, do you feel like there are, is there enough, um, you know, potential clients out there for, for all the gyms or, or do you think there, you've reached a saturation point in, in the community?
1: You know, I think there can, um, excuse me. Um, I think there can always be plenty of people for gyms. You know, if it was a perfect world, uh, people would be using the gym as a form of health. You know, it's it's not just about fitness and looking good and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, the, the reason that we're here is we want to uh, increase our, our, our health. That's what we're trying to do. So I don't think there's enough gyms, if I'm being fully honest. So. No, I I don't think it's saturated by any means.
0: So you had mentioned earlier that that while you were in high school, not only going to Muhammad, but a dual credit student uh, taking classes at Parkland, I imagine that kind of helped prepare you for the challenges of of getting into the real world in terms of, you know, organization and and discipline and what it takes and and being busy all the time. Do you feel like looking back, was that that a good thing for you?
1: Yes, yeah, I think it totally was, you know, I think, uh class started at 6 30 in the morning. So he had to be up by about 5 30. Need to be there at six. You know, I got off, I went to school, I got done at three, and then I went straight to football practice until six o'clock again. So I don't know, they were long days, and I think they did prepare me, but um it, it was a really good experience in and out.
0: So if you had a crystal ball and, and you looked into it, what what would you project for the for the future, for the for the for yourself, for the barbell barn and, and just Muhammad in general?
1: Um, for myself I would hope that I'm still here You know, um, I'm going to take it day by day we'll see what happens but for the gym I hope that we continue to grow um, my goal I set a goal for myself at the beginning of this is that if I come to work one day at 6 o'clock when the gym opens and I stay until 830 if everybody leaves with a smile on their face I've done my job you know that's that's kind of my goal. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm hoping that one day I do. That that's that's my biggest goal.
0: And probably when everybody leaves including yourself, you want the smile to be on your face as well, right?
1: <laughs> Exactly, yeah. For sure. <laughs> you will have to that one. We've
0: been talking with Cole Barnhart today, a Muhammad Seymour graduate who's the owner and CEO of Barbell Barn in Muhammad on on East Oak by Sunny Acres Road. Uh, Cole, anything else you would like to add before we let you go today? No, I
1: just, I I thank you for inviting me on here. Uh, It was a pleasure talking with you and I hope to do it again soon.
0: All right, well, best of wishes, best of luck to you and and, and, uh, best wishes, thanks for your time.
1: You too, Fred, thank you.